Ladies and gentlemen, punters of all ages, welcome back. The Mock Racing Club is back on the airs. It's time for this week's podcast. I am Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, I'm joined with Nick Highland. How are you, mates? Good, mate. Always good to be here. Yes, yes. It's uh, excitement's in the air for punters and horse racing enthusiasts like us all around the country. So many uh, great horses back in action this week getting ready. As autumn is just around the corner, we're only a month away now and uh, some really exciting races to get stuck into today and in the next few weeks you'll be seeing many, many of the uh, stars to come out from their paddocks and get stuck into it. It's, it's very exciting, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, it is. It's it's good to see a lot of the good horses like Colding and a lot of them are also trying. We've got Behemoth in Adelaide. Um, yes. It's good to see them all come back. Uh, Behemoth's a big favourite of ours, so um, it's good to see them come back and hopefully have a good start. And yeah, very keen to watch them. Yes, it, it is. Well, uh, p- us personally, we were so excited that we, uh, without pressing record, had about a forty-minute discussion just on how excited we were about it. We uh, forgot to press record, and we just we could talk all day for horses, listeners. We really could. We just love it that much. But uh, I believe on the card for us today is the uh, the Rose Hill Rundown and the Flemington Rundown. Is it not, Nick? Yeah, you are correct. Awesome stuff. Before we get stuck into Rose Hill, just uh, I know you and I want to discuss a couple of major talking points when it comes to jockeys. First off, when it comes to Sydney jockey news, Tommy Berry has just taken over J-Mac in the Sydney Jockey Premiership. So that means, if you guys don't know what that means, it means that uh, Tommy Berry has more wins in the season than King J-Mac. So Tommy Berry has just really had proved very consistent over this season and he's been rewarded. He's at the top of the premiership and if he can hold on, he will collect that prize money and that pr- honour just to uh, be the best jockey from New South Wales in the 2020 to 2021 season. Nick, I know that you had a bit to talk about, about one Glenn Boss. Uh, bossy, he's gone down to um, Melbourne for the next couple of weeks because Sir Dragon A, his, um, as he proclaims as a horse he's been waiting for for the last 10 years. Um, so he's been racing that and trialling well and he uh, he's saying that Dragon A is tri- trialling well. So he's gone down to Melbourne to go set up his preparation with that horse. And then, obviously, I reckon he's going to be pretty hungry down there to get a couple of wins. So he's going to be flying, I reckon. So I reckon he's one to look out for. Um, he wants to have a couple of good wins this weekend. And then probably, what's what's Dragon A looking at? Probably the All-Star Mile or Aussie Cup, probably. Yeah, All-Star Mile, Aussie Cup will probably be the target for him in autumn, most yeah, likely. So, he want to take out um, at least one of them. Yeah, that's that's their, their goal. So Bossy wants to get... Some form down there in Melbourne, and um, I reckon he's going to be flying. So that's another hot jockey, I guess you could say. Not really anyone that's that hot at the moment in terms yeah, that we haven't covered. That's Obviously, for sure. Jay Carr's in, on fire as always down there, but um, we'll see how we go. I reckon he's Some major flying. talking points there, especially with Glenn Boss. He believes he's found his version of Winks with Sir Dragon. They will see if that proves to be the case, however, come this autumn. But uh. Like we said, excitement's in the air as we head into the Rose Hill Rundown, the uh, Autumn Carnival, just around the corner, punters, and um, it's certainly the case that Rose Hill is um, 
the Expressway Stakes Day. It's a it's a cracking race. We'll get stuck into it later in the tip off, but uh, the weather is tipped to be fine on the day, but the track will most likely play out as a soft due to the weather we've had in Sydney this week. And uh, the rail is going to be out three metres, the entire circuit. So what that means, punters, is like we've said before, leaders and the inside barrel will most likely have a slight advantage, not a massive one, but uh, just slightly there as they will have to, uh, they'll get the first bite of the cherry going with the first turn if they're able to hit the front hard, but nowhere near as bad as like a six metres out, nine metres out like Caulfield. So we'll get stuck into it. Race one of the day, 1,500 metres. Going to be a moderately paced highway for this one. And Toro Toro and Lord Heron to be the most likely leaders in this one with uh, the favourite Al Mahaha will come home the quickest, but at uh, $2.35 to win and looking like he's probably going to drop below $2 come race day, it's not going to be getting my money whatsoever. Instead, I'm thinking I'll stick with Toro Toro. Interesting horse that I've backed a few times here on the potty that you'll recognise the name. And while he could have been getting better results, I'll back him in one more time at $9.50 to win and $2.50 to place odds. Each way on Toro Toro has been the bet for me for the last, I think, four starts. So uh, it'll be the exact same here today. And uh, hopefully he's able to get the chocolates. Nick, have you got anyone for race one? Um, it's two names are sticking out, and that's Bailey's and Perfect Pitch. I do not mind Bailey's running its two last two with the second two second place. So it might be my tip for the... For the race, so um, but the favourite might be too much, or it's just too short to bet on. Obviously, we don't like getting that low. There's no point. You don't make any money. You might be able to throw it in a multi if you're pretty confident, but with the form it's got, I don't see how it's. I don't. I don't see how it can be that confident. To be honest, it might be a class above, but I think it's very under the odds. So my my tip is probably Bailey's at thirteen dollars and three fifty. Bailey, it's lovely stuff. It's uh, I, th- I don't know about you, Nick, but I think it's going to be a value day at Rose Hill, and you'll see that through a lot of my tips. Uh, you know, at Rose Hill, you either get a day for the favourites or the day for the value, and I've taken the risk of predicting that it's going to be a value day, and hopefully I get that right. I might not get any tips up because it might end up being a favourites day, but fingers crossed that we've gotten it right. So we move on to race two, 1,100 metres. A lot of horses on debut in this one, so you never know how it's going to go. But what we do know is that Excelabella and Total Babe will hit the front. Despite having outstanding closing speed, I believe the favourite Mallory to be under the odds here. She for sure might win, but at that price, it's just not worth it in my opinion. Instead, I look to a horse that already has a win under its belt in Vianello. Absolutely smashed the clock when winning on debut and can do the same here. $4.60 to win here looks like a pretty price tag for me. So I think it'll be Vianello trumping the favourite Mallory here in this one. Nick? Yeah, that that was one obviously that stuck out for me. It had a very good run in its first, but I'm going for a debutant for something different, something I don't mm. usually do. Um, North Aldra with Tommy Berry on board. Um, it's one, but I'm pretty sure it won both. It's um, oh no, it came second. Well, okay, it came second at trialing at Ramwick. Um, so I'm gonna give it a chance here. So um, yeah, North Aldra eleven dollars and two dollars fifty. Yes. Oh, well, I don't blame you. It's also drawn the rails, so it's a good, definitely a good spot to be in considering that rails out slightly. So we'll see. And uh, good each way odds, I see, Nick, so I don't blame you for taking it there. Um, race three. Now, here's one we like to discuss. 1,100 metres again. A few debutants going around. Connexion surplus value with the runs to roll forward. But uh, in terms of tipping, I'll be straight to the point. 
G-I-A-N-N-I-S, Giannis, was scratched for us last week, and I believe that he can get it done here again. From what I hear from both owner and trainer is that it's a handy chance to win the slipper. And so in order to get to the slipper, it needs to be having a strong showing in its warm-up races, and this will be its first crack at professional level. So I think I'm going to back them in. I think they're handy sources. I don't think they'd lie to me for the sake of lying. And so I reckon it can win here. And at that price, I think it'll sit just off the middle and come home very fast, late, and have a lunge at the line. So, yes, Giannis for me in this one. I just think that he'll prove any doubters wrong and make you curse that you didn't get on him at 250 to 1 in the slipper like we did. Nick, do you agree with me or...? I agree, but I just want to go back on what you said. You said, trainer, you're telling me you've had a conversation with Chris Waller. Have you uh, had a conversation with him? Not not Chris Waller in particular. <laughs> I, I haven't caught up old Chris and had a talk, but what I meant by trainer is that uh, people that uh, work at the track <laughs> and at the stables, not, not Chris Waller himself. Sorry, punters, if you guys thought that I had some inside connections with Chris Waller. But no, uh, but what I meant there is I, I know a person that has a very handy stake in it and I also know people that uh, work at the track and they've tipped me into it. Same people that tipped me into Very Elegant that uh, before they she went on her tear. So uh, I'll trust their judgment, Giannis, for me, and hopefully get the win. Yeah, I'll, I'll be backing Giannis as well. Like he said, we know the owner, um, good bloke, and he he's, he's liking his chances. He's got a couple of stakes and a couple of other horses and he seems... Pretty excited about this one for only it only costs only just under seventy grand, so he's cheering and hopefully he can make a lot of money off it. But um, yeah, it's got to be Giannis for us. Yes, that's the way. Race four, two thousand meters. Vadian and Tochi to go forward, and the likes of Great House and Harpo Marks to sit off the back. But as I read that, I look to see that I believe uh, Great House. No, sorry. Great House, is, I just got a notification. Great House was scratched in the Victoria race that it was uh, nominated for. It will be racing in Sydney, so I'll go on and say that Great House and Harpo Max will be sitting off the back. Great House, very good in defeat a couple of weeks ago at Flemington, hence why he gets the favourite tag coming up to Sydney. But for me, I'm with Harpo Marx. I fail to see why he's at each way odds, and I'll be laughing all the way to the bookmaker window if he's able to get up at these Lovely $6 to win odds and $2.35 to place. Rachel King on board once more. Like we said last week, the Bjorn Baker and Rachel King combination is just lethal at the moment. So I think she can easily steer this horse to its fifth win this prep. Nick? I'm going for California Longbow. Inside barrier in the barrier two with Nash on board, the big man. Um, Nash is back. Yeah, he's back. So the question is, can it? Can he get it done at um? Can he get it done at the two thousand meters? Is he well suited enough to the two thousand meters? I'm not sure, but I'll give him a punt here. Hopefully, he can fluctuate into the each way odds, just under the placing odds at the moment. But um, yeah. So for me, that'll be California Longbow. Lovely stuff. Race five, fourteen hundred meters, straight to the point. If you've been listening to the podcast, you should already know who we're on. TMRC favourite Starla each way for me. Always finds herself over the odds despite her form. And just, well, you you don't want to doubt me here. Listen to this form. 
six, six. That started off a little rocky, but then she's followed that up with a second, third, second, second. Last four races have been in the placing, and you've made plenty of profit if you've been going each way on her. So at nine dollar fifty to win and three dollars ten to place, Starla is a good each way bet for the fifth race, in my opinion. Nick, do you agree? Uh, it's it's very I, – I always see her at these odds and I'm wondering how she is. But this race, to be fair, might be a bit more difficult for her. I'm, I'm not going against her, but with Oscar Zulu um, and also the shake in it, it's going to yes. be two two horses that are definitely not out of the contentions. But um, you've got to stay loyal to Starla, who's been – who her last run was – I thought was terrific, almost got it done. Um, but yeah, with J Mac, can you get it done once more? Hopefully, get a win for her. She's she's sitting in the placings for her last four starts, so hopefully she can get the win done. But um, yeah, Style is at the each way, so you got to take her. Yeah, that's for sure. We move on race six. 1,400 metres, Canasta, Ulysses, and offshore to go forward here with Ulysses looking the best bet to go all the way. Ulysses has proven very annoying for us, I will admit. Uh, when we get on, it loses. Like last week, it looked like it was primed to win and just got chased down in the end. And then when we jump off, it wins. So I'm actually going to take the little bit of a risk and jump off it this time and look to midfielder Juventus instead. Oh, no. Scratch, Scratch that. Scratch. Has been scratched. I was into a heavy track. I don't think it'll get um, to heavy, but like I said, it'll most likely be a soft for most set, of the. It's set. It's set to be a soft six apparently, but I doubt it will be in at this point. But um, my my pick will be Moana Jewel. The big Karen McAvoy on board, eleven dollar odds, three forty. So nice each way. Um, very nice on the soft and the heavy. If it gets out to it, um. Race at the distance. Oh, can you say something, right, Nick? Race <laughs> at the distance most of the time, and um, it's done well. Finished with a win last up, so I don't mind it again. So lovely. Skip, go to the next one, but we'll skip Stuff. this race. We'll skip it. It's the expressway. It's the big one of the day. It's the one that's getting us all excited. Oh. I can't wait to get stuck into the conversation with you about it, Nick. Uh, but uh, yeah. move on. It's in the tip-off race eight. 1,500 metres, moderate tempo as only Frosty Rocks goes forward here. Frosty is a horse that can definitely go all the way as he returns from a trip up to the Gold Coast for Magic Million season. Five runs back, he also won at the track, and so familiarity with the field will help. However, I believe Betcha Flying will be excellently placed. We had her last week, and she got a second placing for us. I think she can do the same again, if not get the win, especially with the excellent draw. Gets the first barrier. So at $8.50 to win and $2.30 to place, I'll take the value play once more, and I think come race day, those odds will drop, so get on early. Yeah, Betcha Flying just looks like the one for me as well. Um, almost ran it in last start, like barely anything in it. Yes. By the whiskers. So um, you, you, you're almost looking at two wins in a row, almost. Um, so I, I like the odds at the moment. It's currently each way, so you might only get on pretty early. Um, but yeah, that's it's pretty value bet to be honest at the moment. So that'll be my pick as well. It is. So uh, last of the day at Rose Hill, twelve hundred meters, big parade and limo to roll forward with even money favorite Mask Crusader to launch in the last four hundred. While Mask Crusader is back in action, one of those horses that we talked about is 
back out, getting prepared for autumn. Um, I just don't think that I'm going to be jumping on since it's going to be dropping below $2 on race day and it's just not worth the price tag. So um, I think I'm just going to have to go with a final crack on the ever inconsistent big parade. If you've been a long listener of this horse, I've just absolutely torn into it before. And if it leads and gets gassed again, like it loves to do. And so here it is. It likes to just run incredibly hard out the front and looks home by six lengths. Then all of a sudden it just starts to walk and gets chased down. Like it's gone fourth, first, sixth, first, and then third. So if this happens again, where it comes out in front and then just doesn't make it all the way to the line, I'll never be having my money on it again. So, but just because of its ever inconsistent ways, it'll only be a small stake on Big Parade for me. Talking about small stakes, I can't help but uh, go with another one on Southern Ladder as well. Call me crazy, but this horse is at $23 to win at the moment. I just think that it might be nice for a little each way bet, just quietly, make it small. I just, for some reason, it stands out to me. It's just an honest sort of horse that it just, in the last couple of ones, it wasn't able to run it down, but it has the ability, in my opinion, to run down leaders. So we'll see how it goes. But like I said, big parade and Southern Lad small stake for me in the last. Nick, what do you think? I've gone for Southern Lad as well, mate. Like I, really? I, re- I really like him. He's stuck out to me very yeah. nicely. Um, he's almost a month since his last race, and he had a trial placing. Before- yeah. In between that. Um, That's what helped me decide on him as well. That trial looked yeah. very impressive in the trial. Oh, he... Yeah, honestly, he's... I saw him straight away and I'm like, $23, that is probably the value bet of the day almost. Over the odds. Yes, yeah, so $23 and $4.60. That will definitely be my pick for the last in the Rose Hill card. Lovely stuff. The uh, the quaddy punters, don't be worried. It'll... Uh, oh little bit of a rhyme maybe but uh the quaddy will be posted on instagram our socials at the mock racing club on instagram tomorrow morning before the races start so if you're a karate punter just make sure to check out our socials to see both the major tracks uh our selections but we now move on to the Caulfield rundown where nick will take the helm on the analysis but i'll just mention that nine races will be on the card and the weather is it's the, it's tipped to be fine on the day but it's absolutely bucketing in Melbourne at the moment. So it's most likely going to be starting on a soft and it, it'll either be a soft all day or end up on a uh, good track by like the last few races. If the sun comes out, uh, I don't think it'll get to heavy, but it'll most likely be soft. So I've done all my tips based off that it's soft and the rail is also out nine meters. So compared to Rose Hill, like I said earlier, the leaders and the inside barrier will have a much larger advantage um, as they will have less distance to run and they will get first bite of the cherry going into the first turn into the straight. So, uh, yeah, make sure to watch out for the leaders at Core Field. So, Nick, take us into the first, mate. Uh, right, race one, 1,400 metres. Uh, Dance to Dubai should come out very strong as well uh, with Mr. Vinem and Vespertine. Um, and then the midfield should be made up with the rest of the field. Now, there's two... I'm going to keep it quick as well. Two names that I'm thinking of. I'm not sure about you. Um, sense... sense oh, can you... F- Sensationalisation. Yes, mate. And Mr. Vinem are two names that are coming up. Is sensi- yep, 
Oh my god, I'm having the worst day. <laughs> sensationalization, um, mate. Is sensationalization too too strong? That is my question. Um, but it's between those two, and yeah, for me. So I'm I'm, I'm a bit conflicted to be honest. I'm very conflicted, but I think I'm going to go with Mr. Vinum for the Ooh. purely based off the soft form. Loves the soft track with the it three. Does. Wins. The four starts, so that will be my tip at five dollars and two dollars thirty-five. So we've got some each way. What about you? You've taken the words out of my mouth. If you're a long listener of the podcast, you would recognise the name Mister Vinum because I have backed it every all four starts this um this prep, and I think that it's finally found another race that it can win third, second, third, third. It's always been an each way odd, so it's been good for us. We've been getting money back and small profits here and there. But I think with the soft, um, the track finally back to a soft, she can get it done. Mr. Vinum for me, $5.50 yeah. to win, $2.10 to place. Each way odds going to launch into it, Mr. Vinum. It looks, looks very nice. The only thing that worries me about her is the fact that she ran on Australia Day. Yes. So it's a short, short back up. Short back up. turnaround. Can she get it done? I um, think she can. Fair enough. That's. I that's have confidence cool, I in my Mr. Vinum. I've backed her enough. I think she's got it in her. Yeah, fair enough. Well, we'll get on to race two now. Yes. Um, so we have got. Wait on. This, the Out to the mile, sorry. 1600 meters. Red Octane should come out cracking very fast. Um, as, along with Strategic Phil, Dubai, Dominion out the front as well, and then the rest should make up the midfield and then high and dry in as the back marker. Um, Aussie Nugget, the favourite, just just a horse that seems to get very unlucky overall. Right. But, yeah, it's just it's, – it's crazy to see her um, – him, sorry, under the odds, I feel like, at $3.30. Um, Casio as well. Casio looks not too bad at the um as a backmarker as well. Eight dollars fifty and two dollars fifty. But there's there's two names that I'm thinking of, and that's Dubai Dominion and Think and Fly. Mm. Um, Dubai Dominion running well, two wins out in the country. Um, so can get the third one done. Hopefully, we'll see. But um, should lead early and can almost lead the whole race it gets well done think and fly as well a bit over the odds um should be right up there with the pace not that it'll be that fast but should be right up there um yeah it's 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 a good good one for those two i think but i I, i'm pretty stumbled on which one to pick i think i'm going to go with dubai dominion just based off its last form um hopefully can come to the to the Metropolitan and get the win, uh, $9 and $2.60. How about you, mate? Well, you've scared me a little bit by saying that Aussie Nugget is under the odds. And um, the only reason I'm taking it here is because with Jamie Carr on board, it, it's it's been a horse that's out of form. Like, we've um, we've established that it gets very unlucky. It's, you know, 6-6, six, six, then it went under its spell, then coming out in its campaign, another 6th then fourth, then fifth. So it's just, 
it's it gets unlucky. It's it's never yeah, been too I've... far away from the line. Like it comes fifth, but it was only la- like its last start came fifth, but it was only one length off. So it was just a big pack finish. The fifth doesn't read well, but if you go back and watch the race, it was actually a lovely run from it, and just only a few like yeah. only a few centimeters That's off getting into the placing. Tough. So Jamie Carr's that sort of um, jockey that can um, take a out of form horse and put it back in form. So I'm just going to back the ability of Jamie Carr to get. And three dollar thirty to win Aussie Nugget will be my bet for that race. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting one because I've had some money on it in the past couple of starts, and as as we said, I, I honestly in Melbourne right now I don't see a more unlucky horse. It's just I've definitely been talking it up. Um, if a mate texts me and saying who's next and Aussie Nugget was in the race, I'd be tipping Aussie Nugget. And just it just makes me look like a fool a little bit sometimes just because it can't get it done. Because our mates that might not know that much and sees it coming sixth, fourth, and fifth, and they're like, oh, well, that's not even close to coming first. But it's just, as I said, it's just unlucky. But I also had a look at, um, I liked Banger as well, who you got the win for last start at Rose Hill, came down. Yes. But um, got scratched, unfortunately. But Yeah, yeah that- Banger, well, Banger was going to be my tip just purely because I was able to pick him out for the win last start but got the scratch so I'm just going to have to risk it with Aussie Nugget yeah fair enough well I'm taking up a lot of time so we'll go up to race 3 um, we have got a moderate pace race with Legendar and Paddy Mack leading out um, with Hasseltoff closely behind and Jaquilla behind that as well um, and then we've got the rest of the sorry rest of the group in the midfield, and then we got Rich Dane and really switched for the back markers. Um, the closing speed, I do not mind Hasseltoff for the closing speed. It's a very, it ran very, very well last start. Two dollars thirty-five currently. It's probably where it should be at the odds with a lot of horses that are got a lot of in there that are like ninety-dollar horses, hundred-dollar horses. So yeah, it's it's. It's coming down to upswing, upswing or um, Hasseltoff for me. Both have pretty good closing speeds. With they're both pretty on the inside barriers. Um, yeah, I feel like it's got to be Hasseltoff. I agree. Yeah, it's just can't deny its last start. Only coming second by oh two point eight lengths. That's, yeah. So no, it's, it's too high it's, and dry. So it's high, high and dry. Ran excellently, and Hazeltoff tried its heart out. But a lot of people was coming out and saying that it was a rare Jamie Carr butcher job on the um, ride. Looking back, I can see why they'd think that. And um, I think Jamie Carr will learn from that and know how to uh, ride the horse. She's won him before, so she knows how to get it done on Hazeltoff. So I think that Hazeltoff can bounce back yeah, here and get I'm the win. I'm happy to agree on that. I'm happy to yeah. agree on that. We'll get into race. Oh, we st- we'll skip race four and five because they'll be race four and off. five are in the tip off. Yep. So we're getting to race six. We've got. Um, sorry, it's out to the 1100 meters. Elderflower should lead from the start with Deep Dive close behind her, and then China Affair, Ginger Jones, and Sapphire Crown making it up with Hidden Legend in there as well. Um. And the rest should follow. There, see, I, I don't like Elderflower. I don't, I don't like her. 
I don't. I hope you're not on because I'm about to talk a lot of shit about this horse. I'm not an elderflower. Okay. Um, not for me. I don't think. I just. It hasn't had. Even though it's won its last two, it just hasn't jumped out well. I. I think it's under the odds a lot. Oh well. In my opinion. Um, I don't see a chance with it, but I'm gonna keep it quick. Um, there's two that stick out to me. Paper Boy, Hidden Legend, but Paper Boy, don't see it getting it done. D Lane can can do some wonders, but I don't see it happening. It's got to be Hidden Legend for me, I think. Yeah, Hidden Legend, to keep it quick. Yeah, the Legend horses are going excellently at the moment, except for uh, the uh, last week, Karen McAvoy absolutely destroying all multis. Um, in the uh, final one at uh, Randwick, I believe, it definitely destroyed my dad's multi. He was very mad at the amount of money that Karen McAvoy cost him on the absolute butcher job on the uh, legend horse. But uh, for me, it's China Affair. Um, it gets one last chance for me. I've been on it a couple of times, and I expect it to run on pace and make a strong lunge at the line. $8.50 to win and $2.80 to place. I'll go each way on him and give him a final chance before I forget this horse. I think it just it can get it done, just hasn't been getting it done at the moment. And if it just if it's out of the placings this time and if it's way off the line, I won't be backing it again. But, yeah, China fair each way for me. Take us to the next, Nick. Uh, race 7, we're out to the 2,400 metres. Um, we've got... A moderate pace race with Southern Rock coming out early, followed by Long Arm, um, Tarn's Prince, and then Classic Wee Wee in the midfield as well with Rudimental and Yulong Captain as the back markers. This okay. I'm going to keep it quick. Two people that stick out to me: it's Long Arm and Yulong Captain, and I'm very, very on the fence for it. Um, Yulong Captain has the closing speed that. Obvious is the obvious um, positive for it. Obvious positive for it, yes. Thank you for having me out there. But um, long arm has the form, other than the last start, to be fair, to get it done. Um, not to mention Ripcord has a very decent chance, although does not have the form to back with it. But um, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to stick with the favourite here. I'm thinking it's it likes the distance. Um, with D Lane on board, Yulong Captain will be my tip for three dollars thirty for the win. Not much on it, but um, yeah, that'll be mine. Lovely stuff. I'm gonna keep it short and simple. If the uh the listeners were keeping up with our socials last Wednesday, I backed Tarn's Prince in, and he saluted for us at each way odds. Um, sorry, not at each way odds. He was favourite then. He's at each way odds now, which is I'll gladly take that. Um, skipping a whole grade. Makes me a little nervous as he comes up to the Metropolitan and he's jumped to full grade when coming up because he was at BM64 last Wednesday and he's now at BM78, completely skipped the 72 races, but um, all the 70 races as well. But um, I'm just going to go loyalty. I think it's a genuine stay of horse. Can get it done. Tarn's Prince each way for me. Very nice. All right, we've got race 8, 1,400 metres. We have got Gentico to lead it early with a moderate pace race, um, followed by Hardy Lass, Brazen Song, Need New Friends, and Bobby Rocks. And then Skyhorse should be the last one in there with the midfield being combined with the rest of the field. 
has to be good, has to be respected, obviously, with the favourite, with the win last start by just over, just four lengths, sorry, just four lengths, just a lazy four lengths, all right. Um, but for me, I, I don't mind a bit of value on this race. I do, I do respect anyone that would pick has to be, has to be good because he's got to be respected. It's there's a couple sticking out. It's need new friends and Sky Horse for me. Um, for, yeah, it's it's two tough ones, but need new friends has definite form here, and I do not mind it. it has the closing speed to get it done. Great closing speed. Great, great closing speed. I think it'll be my tip at $9 and $3 to place. A bit over the odds probably with the form it's got. So I, I, I do not mind it. And yeah, yeah, need to say more. It's the same for me, mate. Need any friends. It's over the odds plain and simple. A horse that hasn't missed the Quinella once this prep and hasn't missed it in, I think, the last six starts in its career. Um, yeah, $9 price tag for it. You're laughing. So... I'll be taking Need New Friends each way as well for me. And if there's a little bit more sting out of the track, it'll help it even more. So like you, I'll be also on Need New Friends. That's it. So for the last one, we got 1,800 metres. We should have Call Me Handsome and Heavenly Emperor and Valak out early. And then we got Kentucky Breeze to follow with Haripore Sound. And then we've got the Debuton who should be in the mix somewhere in the midfield there. Hangman as well, Defibrillate, the favourite, should be near the back of the field but has the closing speed. See, it's a, it's a very um, on the fence. I feel like I know who you'll be on. I feel like you'll be on um, Heavenly Emperor, who I, <laughs> who I tore to shreds last week saying I didn't think she could get it done. And to be fair, she didn't. I did back the winner in that race, which was the favourite. Not not saying much in there, but... um. For me, uh, I like Defibrillate too much. I feel like the closing speed for Defibrillate is too strong. And, yeah, it's probably where it should be at the odds. Maybe a bit higher, hopefully. But, um, yeah, don't mind Kentucky Breeze for a place as well. But it's got to be Defibrillate for me. Well, well, you're a smart man because, yes, I am on Heavily Emperor. Jamie Carr on board, plus the leader's bias should hopefully ensure a nice little victory for a very talented horse. And because of last week's a uh, failed win, it is now at, I uh, believe, each way odds. So I will be taking Heavenly Emperor at... Uh, oh, wait, no, it's just drifted down. I just watched the flock go down in in person. $4.80 to win, $1.70 to place. I'll take it to win at the moment, but again, if it goes back up to uh, each way odds, I'll be taking it each way. Heavenly Emperor for me, like you said in the last race at Caulfield. Do we move on? Very nice. Yes, we do. We move on to the great tip-off, ladies and gentlemen, and as always, is brought to you by the fantastic people at uh, Inside Feed. Make sure to check out the www.insidefeed.com.au for plenty of good sports media articles if you check out a nice one about Shane Warne his recent tirades that was written by yours truly and also make sure to check them out tomorrow morning for our weekly TMRC Saturday shakedown article going through all of the best bets for the weekend but uh, now we get stuck in last week was actually a tie for the tip off so neither of us claimed a point Um, so hopefully this week we'll be able to get a clear cut 
leader for the punter of the year title. So, uh, Nick, I think we'll start with uh, race four at Caulfield, the uh, chairman stakes. Who have you yeah. got in there and why? Um, so, well, well, let's 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 discuss it for a little bit. It's a five-horse race, so... It's a five-horse race, but I think it could be a two-horse race, and I think it will be a two-horse race. We've got Enthar and in, in, Ingrid. Far out, Nick. What have you do? What are you doing? <laughs> I can't even say that. In I like to think it's a in ingratiating. Ingratiating. Yep. So it's bet- I believe it's between those two. It's going to be so Enthar's going to come out quick. We know that it's a it's a very heavy favorite for the slipper as well. Yes, um, that's true. So it, I just, it's interesting to see what um, Damien will do here. If he, so, I'm not sure. I was, we had a very good talk about this before we started the podcast. We had a twenty odd minute conversation about this race. Whether we think that um, these two, it's not their race. Like, no, it's not the great... race that they're targeting. Anthar's targeting yeah. slipper and. Ingratiating may be the same, but just it's targeting more the other sprint races throughout autumn. This is just like their the, first tick on the road. Yeah, I, I these two, um, it's it's not their race, I think. So, no. I, um, it depends if I feel like Enthar will storm in no matter what. So, my tip will be Enthar, we'll keep it like that. But, um, it if I don't think. Oliver will push ingratiating to the point to beat because it's not that two weeks from now is their race. There's no point trying to burn them out now. In saying that, um, Mark Zara might be thinking the same thing and we could have a roughie get get into it. I doubt it. But, um, yeah, it's it's a very, very good race to talk about, I think. even mm. though there's no there's no runners in it, it's a race that I could talk about for an hour or so. So, but yeah, my tip fair. will be Enthar. You're Enthar. an Enthar. I'm on ingratiating to go against it, sort of thing. Like we've, like we said, we had the big discussion, and I settled on the number one. It's it's you're right. It could be very interesting. They might just go out for a little bit of a trot, and for example, Twilight could get in at forty six dollar odds, but uh. You don't think so. You'd think that it's going to be a two-horse race, but you never know until come race time. Yeah, that's it. All right, we'll get into race five now. Go to the, the Manfred Stakes. This one yep. gets me even more excited. Just listen to this field, ladies and gentlemen. Tagaloa, Portland Sky, Acer, Dick and Metal, All Stardom, and Zion. But Zion is also nominated for a race tonight that he'll probably run in. So Zion might come, be scratched come race time tomorrow. But even so, that is an incredible field. Uh, Asar coming out for the first time, Tagaloa coming out for the first time to get ready for the uh the big the big autumn carnival. And for me, I'll be on Tagaloa. The only thing that worries me about Tagaloa is that it doesn't normally run super good first up. It's normally a horse that likes to ease into its prep and really, you know, get fit and then really storm home towards the end of the prep. But uh, it's a horse that I followed throughout its last prep. And while it came third, sixth, and completely last, last time it was at this track, I just think that it's ready to bounce back. It's going to be uh, targeting a few different races throughout the autumn, but um, especially the CF4 stakes, the Futurity stakes, 
And if it gets enough wind behind, it might even go towards the Australian Guinness. But, uh, yeah, if it's going to get to those races, it needs to win this one first. And so that's why I'll be going Tagalower. Nick, what do you think? Um, yeah, A-size one that's very interesting for me as well. I feel like it definitely has the chance to get it done. Has um coming back from a 13-week spell. But for me, I'm ignoring its last race. Um, I'm going for Portland Sky, who came last in its last race, losing by 14 lengths, which is f- fucked, to be fair. Um, yeah, well, to be fair, it was also... Uh... It was a race with a bunch of Magic Millions contenders getting warmed yeah. up. So it yeah. wasn't really its race to be winning. Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a chance here. Um, it, it definitely, yeah, first up again, pretty much almost, because that last race, I'm pretty sure Luke um, eased him out of it a lot. So Yeah, he realised that he was nowhere near in it and pulled him back because yeah, so wanted to keep him fit for a, another another day because, you know, he wanted to be a Magic Millions horse and clearly was out of its depth, might go back. Um, well, can't go back now. It was his last crack at Magic Millions races and unfortunately, not to be, but uh, maybe coming back to this race, one last crack might go into a uh, spell after this, but I, I don't blame you for going Portland Sky. It wants to redeem itself after last race. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's that's all we have to say about it, really. We'll get on to the last one, which is a very, very exciting way. race. Rose Hill Hunters, Expressway. my God, just listen to this, and how can you not get excited? Colding, Star of the Seas, they both come back out. Savatiano is targeting this race, and he'll be going head-to-head with these ones. Flit comes back. Mizzy, Emeralds, they come out. They're not as big as the main event, though. Number nine gets the inside barrier as well. Tommy Berry on board. Oh, tick, tick, tick. Ole Kirk, the man that took down Rothfire. He's just an outstanding horse that really became a star in the spring carnival. It could be argued that it was the, the just the standout of the spring carnival, the new star that came out, three-year-old Colt. And big things in store for this horse for sure. But uh, surprisingly, I'll get to that later. I'm not actually on it. Who are you on, Nick? Wait, who have you gone with? Sorry, you gone with I'm, Ole Kirk? I, no, I'm like I said, I'm not actually on Ole Kirk, despite how good this horse seems to be, purely because of um the uh, just one of my old favourites is running, and I'll explain that soon. Fair but uh, who do you it's, think, Nick? It's I'd, I've battled it up as well for a long time. Colding was up there. Stars of the Seas was up there. But I'm going to go with what you said here. Um, Old Kirk. Oh, you're on Old Kirk. Okay. I'm on Old Kirk. And this, the closing speed is just something else with this horse, honestly. It's crazy. I I don't... Yeah. I see it. It's going to be up there at least. If it if it gets beaten, it's a very good field. So you can't... You can't know. Yeah. Yeah. Old Kirk for me. Yeah, it's a, Ole Kirk is just outstanding in every way, shape, and form. But I just can't go past old boy Colding for me. Just a horse that has a special place in my heart. Despite it not being a horse that loves to run first up, I'm just going to back him in anyway. It's a horse that its last prep um, 
I got on right before it went on its tear that it ended up getting it um getting it qualified for the Cox plate. And so it has a special part place in my heart. I think that if Colding's able to get up, I'll be very, very happy with it. And since it's at big each way odds, as it should be, like I said, it doesn't love to run at all first up, likes to ease into it. But um at fourteen dollars to win and three dollars seventy to place. If it wins, I'll be cheering because not only will I get a good payout, but I'll be getting the tip-off points and I'll get the joy of seeing one of my favourite horses cross the line in first place. So, Very nice. Yes, Ole Kirk versus Colding in that one. Portland Sky versus um, Tagaloa in the Manfred and in the Chairman, it was into Ingratiating versus uh, who'd you take again? Sorry, um, Enthar. Yeah. Mm. So big matchups to come on the weekend. That was the great tip-off brought to you, of course, by Inside Feed. Before we sign off, Nick, if you could have one bet on the day anywhere around the country, who would it be? Oh, I'll give a, I'll give a couple. I'll give. First of all, we'll go. I think Enthar will win. I think that's. But again, not a not a horse that you want to be putting a lot of money on. Um and our old fan friend down in Morfittville. Yes. Behemoth. Behemoth. Um, he will probably be my best of the day. He will smash it in. No one's beating him. Yes. No I'll I'll t- I'll tell you all, ladies and gentlemen, a story about Behemoth. I'll be quick. But um young punter, I log on to sports bet and I see a few good horses that I really like all racing on the same day. And so I start with $10 in the account. I go $10 on a horse named Behemoth. And I go, whoa, wins. And wins excellently. And so I turn that, I, I decide to turn the profits into load at all. $50 of the profits onto Probabile. Wins. Love that. Put half of it on to Colding. Wins. Love it. And then I put half of that onto Very Elegant and it wins. So that I turn $10 into about $400 that day and I was just cheering little 18-year-old me just thinking he'd taken the bookies for a ride and so those four horses will always have a special place in my heart and that's exactly why I took Colding earlier and exactly why I'll be taking Very Elegant and Probabile and every time they run as well. But uh, Behemoth, he seems to be a fan favourite as well. He's uh, one of the reasons why our logo is black and gold. Uh, I think he was only purchased for about six grand and he's come out to be a group one star and has made the owners plenty of money. And um, yeah, it's just great to see him run well considering he was such a low buy. He even has a race named after him in Strathalbyn. It's uh, promoting all everyone to vote for Behemoth in the All-Star, All-Star Mile. So we can see Behemoth go up against the big horses in the All-Star Mile. That'll be great to see him racing that. But yeah, he's racing at Morfittville in the... Uh, which one was it? The sixth race at Morfittville. He's at $1.45 odds, so I won't be backing him to win. I'll be putting a multi on with Behemoth in there because I expect him to absolutely walk in, hopefully. But uh, yeah, yeah, Behemoth for me, best bet anywhere in the country. Hopefully he gets up. That's it. But uh, yeah, right. those were our tips for the day. Thanks for tuning in, Legends. We yeah, are love it. Love it, love it, love it. And we'll be back on the airwaves in the next few weeks discussing all the big races that are coming up. Like we said earlier, it's excitement is in the air. We can't wait.
to sit down every week and discuss it with you guys. So uh, signing off for now. Good luck with all your punting. Signing off as a TMRC. We'll see you next week, Legends. See you guys.